Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Orioles acquired Corbin Burns a couple weeks ago. A report surfaced yesterday about interest in Jesus Lazardo and with potential injury news with Kyle Bradish. Let's head out to the WGK Law Guest Hotline and we go where we go when we want Miami Marlins news. It's Craig Mish, Sports Grid, and Miami Herald. And Craig, thanks as always for joining us. So I guess to the best of your knowledge, when were these talks? Is this now back burner? Could this be, be be back on the front burner? Well, hey, guys, thanks for having me. Yeah, I mean, these were prior to the Orioles acquiring Corbin Burns. So, I mean, I suppose it's great that the teams had dialogue about players at that time. I'm not sure that that will continue at this point because, you know, clearly Mike Elias and the Orioles, they very much value the prospects that they have in the minor league system and I just don't know how far deep they'd be willing to go to continue to push to get another pitcher. But it does seem to me that because they were not able to acquire Lazardo, they were you know pivoting over to Burns in the one year. I I do wonder though, Craig. Like this kid's got three years of control left, and Burns is gone after this year. And John Means, the only lefty they have under contract, you know, major league contract right now, he's up after this year, and and he's already behind again. Like I, I still feel like there's plenty of smoke here because I, I love going to the Marlins roster resource page because they match up so well with sort of short and long term needs and what the Orioles have. Like you know what I mean? Josh Bell's like a placeholder at first base. Like what would Ryan Mountcastle or Kobe Mayo? look like there. You know what I mean? Like, I'm looking at Garcia as the DH and saying, boy, I wonder what Kyle Stowers would look like in that ballpark as the DH. Or even an outfielder like a Colton Kowser, um, right? Because Burdick and 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 uh, Blade, none of those guys, Misner, right? None of them worked out. But, like, the Orioles still have more outfielders than they can even fit. Am I crazy to still feel like th- there's a lot of matches here? I think so, but it just comes down to again, you know, the, the the Astros system previous, you know, when Michael Elias was with Houston. I mean, all along the lines as they were building back toward that team, and even trying to get better, it was a continued process of draft and develop, and and use the the money on the international guys too. So, I think your thought process is right, and I think Miami would play ball with Baltimore. I don't think there's any question, but it is going to be painful for the Orioles farm system to acquire a pitcher that basically looks like the ace or, or, you know, a secondary pitcher at the very worst would be a number two starter with three years of control. And that's going to cost the Orioles a lot. So while the names you're bringing up are nice, it's going to require several of those yeah. players. And, and it's easy to see you know, from the outside looking in that maybe that's something the Orioles should do, but that's just not been the MO 
for the way that Michael Elias operates. And so I don't know, maybe that would change. Maybe a new you know, owner coming in certainly could you know, make some of those calls too and say, I think we should do this or that. And furthermore, maybe an old owner going out would say, hey, look, I want to make one final push. I mean, I, those, those are all within the scope of possibilities for the Orioles, but they were not willing to go the extra mile to get Lazardo. Uh, and so what would why would I be left to believe that all of a sudden they're going to do it now when they took the easier route by getting burned? So I don't know. I, 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 I agree. There's good matches there. <laughs> the Orioles have a lot in the farm system. The Marlins do not. But I just don't know that Baltimore is going to be willing to give shell out another you know two or three top prospects to get it done. We'll see. How much do you think, if at all, the fact that like Mayo is a kid from down there, and even Mountcastle's a Florida kid, but not really South Florida, and like with some of the international splashes they made, like on the Mesa Mesa and the Mesa Mesa Junior or whatever, like them not really working out, but like getting a Samuel Basayo, right? Who there's no there's no catcher of the present or the future. It doesn't seem like in that system. Do you think some of that would be of particular interest to them? Yeah, I definitely do. Um, I think Basayo would definitely be somebody that the Marlins would be interested in, and I reported that this week in the Herald. But I don't know that the Orioles are willing to give him up in addition to several other players to get Lazardo, and, and I don't think that that would you know, certainly warrant being enough for a guy with three years of control. Mm-hmm. So what would a deal look like? Miami's two weaknesses at the moment are catcher and shortstop, so I thought – Maybe adding Ortiz and Basaya would be a good place to start, but my understanding is that the Orioles were not willing to do that for Lazardo. So if that's the case, would they all of a sudden be willing to do it now with Bradish being out? I can't answer that question. Right. Certainly, it would seem to me that it would require somewhere along the lines of two top 50 prospects in baseball or at least two one, top 100 prospects in baseball to get a player like Lazardo. I mean, the, the guys like that just don't grow on trees. They're very hard to find, especially, by the way, guys, there's the key. With team control yeah. for three years, it's just a huge difference. Oh, no. I know. Trust me, we're begging them to pay the price. I, I would, I would, I, if I was running this team, this trade would have been done before Corbin Burns. Craig, do, do you ultimately expect him to get dealt prior to the deadline? Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Uh, the, the trade deadline or the or, or trade deadline? Trade. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, look, I, I think Miami's in a very awkward spot right yeah. now because they, they would like to win and they would like to build off what they did last season. But as far as the on-field major league product is concerned, they haven't shown a lot that they're really interested in doing that. What they have shown is that they're willing to add a lot of pieces to their front office and sort of reconfigure the infrastructure of the organization that doesn't move the needle for the fans. What moves the needle is acquiring players and making transactions. So I think we're going to have to see where things stand at that point in June or July. And if Miami is in it, I do think they'll stand pat and, or even add, they proved that last year when they got Josh Bell and they got Berger and they got Robertson. So I could see them going that route again, if they're in it, but if not, clearly Lazardo would have a ton of value with the trade deadline. He would have the most service time remaining, 
with two and a half years as opposed to two years, which will be after the season. So I certainly could see that scenario playing itself out, but still remains to be seen because we don't know if Miami will be in it or out of it. And clearly, while they may not win the World Series this year, Miami is by no means, with all due respect to Oakland or Colorado or one of those teams, I think they're far above where those teams are. Um, I think a lefty would be ideal for the Orioles because of, duh, what they did with their ballpark. Um, obviously, the the Marlins are deep there with Garrett and Rodgers. What do you think happened with Rodgers last year? Like, what is the early buzz on him? Is is Does it feel like a reclamation thing? Or did he just lose his, his feel, his touch last year? I mean, obviously, that was a pretty rapid decline. Yeah, it was really two years ago where we saw that. And then last year, he was starting to look better and then had this awkward injury where he hurt not his throwing arm, but it was the other side of his arm. It was the right side where he had some sort of like, I think it was like a labrum or pectoral injury that just sort of bothered him. It popped, and then he missed the rest of the season. Uh, You know, look, sometimes pitchers have that rookie season where they look great. The league figures them out a little bit, and then the rookie has to make adjustments. And I think maybe it's just a matter of that. But there's no shortage of teams that would take him immediately and and try to reclimate that Mm -hmm. quickly because he's got incredible stuff. And as far as Braxton Garrett is concerned, in this day and age of baseball guys, and by the way, Garrett has some uh, little nagging injury right now that they reported today in spring training. So that's something to watch, by the way. But as far as Garrett is concerned, unfortunately, as you guys know, like there's not a lot of trade market for a pitcher who you know, doesn't throw 97 or 96, like he's low 90s. So he's worth more to the Marlins maybe than he's worth to mm-hmm. other teams because those pitchers just in general are not coveted on the trade market. It's, if you don't throw you know, fast 94, 95, 96 in your low 90s, that's the kind of player you may as well just keep because no one's really going to give you fair value back for that. Craig Mish, always great, man. Thank you so much for your time. Um, who knows? We might be talking. I in the think we will be. <laughs> Well, we'll, we will see. Remains to be seen. If so, call me up. (laughs) Thanks so much, Greg. We appreciate it as always. All right, guys. Have a great day. You You too. too. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.